Welcome to Karma Radio. My name's Chizzy Rascal, and each week I release a new episode of Karma Radio to our SoundCloud page, featuring some of the best UK talent in the alternative rock scene, plus interviews with the musicians themselves. I've edited these episodes so that we can upload the interviews to Spotify, but if you want to listen to the full thing, including the tracks chosen by our guests and play it out on the show, then head over to our SoundCloud page by searching Karma Radio. You can also download the SoundCloud app and give us a follow so that you never miss an episode. However, if you're stuck for time and just want to hear some of the stories from our guests, you can listen to this section of the show right now on Spotify. Right, you're listening to Calm Radio, and I'm joined by Lucas and Scott of Holding Absence. Hey. Hello. Yeah, good to see you. Um, obviously, we saw you recently in person as well. You guys were the headliner of the Fat Lip Acoustic All Day session back in September. Um, how was that, getting back out on stage? It was really weird. It was like, I don't know if Scott will agree with me, but it was kind of bittersweet in the sense that it was like, I couldn't help but feel like sad that this was the closest thing that we had, was this like fucking awkwardly spread out room with only a real small handful of people in anyway. So I was kind of like as, as cathartic and special as it was in the moment. You know, I, I remember every now and then I'd look back at the snapshots and be like, Oh, my poor music career. <laughs> like That's what it, it is at the moment, you know, but it was really nice, man, just to be able to fucking have a show this year in whatever measure, just, just to say that we did, you know, I think that was the, the main thing really. So yeah. Scott, how was it for you? Yeah, man. It was, uh, like, as Lucas said, it was sort of weird to, to know that that was our only uh, experience of playing live this year. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it was enjoyable. But I think we're just the kind of band that like, really relies on e- like, energy back from the yeah. crowd. Yeah. And um, you know, like some bands can really pull off like, this, the whole seated down thing by spinning it in different ways or you know, doing like different weird things but yeah I, f- I feel like we're we're a band that really relies on that connection with the crowd and it's sort of hard to do when everyone's you know kind of not allowed to sing along or yeah uh, you know like go- golf claps at the end of the song you know so yeah but yeah was it, that- was, it was definitely a positive experience yeah there was that little bit of crowd interaction i remember i was i was sat at the back and you could see there was some proper diehard fans in the front and bless them you know they're like doing everything yeah. they can to make it feel like a normal show you know like yeah Staying in their seats, but almost like, almost like as if Lucas has dived in the crowd and they just need to, you know, when like, you dive in the crowd and they've just got to touch you and they've got to get yeah. as far to the front as they could, but they knew they had to stay in their seats. And um, it was an experience. <laughs> it, it definitely was. <laughs> yeah. But it was also, it was like, it was so lovely to be there. And like, I felt so grateful to be, I mean, I know it sold out in seconds. I was like, you know, one of 40, 50 people in this room getting to see your only show mm-hmm. of the year. Um, but then also, yeah, Lucas, you said at the end, you know, you're like, this might be our last song live of the year. So it was like a proper bittersweet. And it was, you know, uh, oh, it's, it's a lot of emotions. Um, and I look back at like, um, you know, where we were this time last year, you know, and uh, the Sleep with Sirens tour just um, was happening round about now, I imagine. And like, um, and behind closed doors as well, you know, we, this time last year, we were excited to write our second album you know we we did the bulk of of the greatest mistake of my life during december last year so this time last year you know as we come towards the winter months now it'll be so weird to think that 
a year ago, we were excited for the future and excited to tour and excited for all these things. We just come off a tour with a band that we grew up listening to. Yeah. And, uh, and now it's just like, oh, you know. <laughs> Weird coincidence. I've just had a notification, which is an email from Holding Absence to let me know you're going on tour. So <laughs> if I did forget to mention that, my phone and your uh, whoever's organised the timing of emails <laughs> reminded me. So, um, yeah, obviously this year has been a shitter, as we all know. But yeah, since I saw you last, you've announced a new album. You've got the new single out. You've just announced a new tour for end of next year. So absolutely, fingers crossed, you know, let's really hope that yeah. was going to go ahead. Um, <laughs> And yes, you've, like you said, you've been sitting on the album for a while. So you got the first track out. Um, I've got to compliment you on that marketing. That was brilliant. Um, Thank you. Even, even I knew there was music coming. And still, yeah. when, I, <laughs> when I saw that first post that this was holding absence and you got Faisal in the photo and obviously Scott wasn't in it, I'm like, what are they um, doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, really I, think, cool. I think a big part of that post was, you know, because like myself and Scott and Ash and everybody involved, you know, we, there was this tinge of like uh, remorse in the fact that like a lot of people were actually like upset and worried, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we didn't want to, we didn't want to upset or worry people. But, you know, we, the thing is, is the, the internet's such a, a long chamber of traffic and, and, and you know you, you're relevant for a minute at a time at best, you know. So and and where we were at that point, we we were about to spring this new single on people, and we had this cool little rollout and stuff. And we just wanted to make sure that we were sure at least some people were looking for the first time in a couple of months, maybe. So a post like that was just so over the top, you know. And it, it was like relevant because it was the end of the holding absence album era you know and that's kind of what we said was like we're saying goodbye to holding absence the album saying goodbye saying hello to the greatest music of my life so that was kind of it but in a kind of like a, a cheesy clickbait kind of way we just thought we need to just make sure we've got all eyes on us while we announce this new song so yeah yeah it was cool um and yeah so we'll we'll, well, we'll play beyond belief in a moment but um so yeah the the new album the greatest mistake of my life is coming out april 16th 2021 um i've pre-ordered my copy i've got the nice oh, thank you very much from the store Ooh, thank you right. and i just saw that purple one today and i'm like oh i want that one Oof. now so Dude, wanna... everyone looks great i'm like oh, they look so there. good who kind of um i mean who put, I, i've never really asked a band about like the album variants on vinyl i know it's like a huge mm. thing these days for people to like they want to collect all of them or just get the whichever one they personally are the best. How does that come about then, the different variants? Is that more publishing of who's got the rights to the album? Do you guys ever have an input on that? Yeah, so um, it's a really good question because this is the kind of thing I, I personally find interesting about the industry because it's, it's the less asked question, you know? But um, yeah, to be honest, you know, myself and Scott, obviously we've been making music for nearly 10 years now and like fucking the, the thought of just being on a label that are happy to like publish um, like six different variants of a vinyl, you know, like we proper lapped it up as people who enjoy collecting and, and seeing vinyl ourselves. And, and it's a really cool part of the musical experience nowadays. Um, so yeah, so when we were told how many variants we were able to have, you know, America exclusive, Europe exclusive, UK exclusive, our own band, band shop exclusive, all this kind of thing, we just kind of took it with both hands. And we um, we, we had a very direct vision for what this album was going to look like obviously because of the, the going into color thing um and yeah and it was just about finding the right palettes really uh, obviously scott's got his own clothing company as well and, and he puts a lot of thought and effort into kind of palettes and stuff like that so 
I think it was like a joint combination of excitement as much as anything. Yeah, it's just like the freedom to be able to sort of do something like that as well. Yeah. Because yeah. with um, album one, obviously, you know, the whole aesthetic was black and white. So we were fairly limited. You know, well, we, you know, we had two <laughs> colors to work with at the end yeah. of the day. And um, I, we literally uh, used every combination of black and white, you know, with the four <laughs> variants that we did. Um, so it was just really nice to sort of be able to be sent, you know, a million colors and just be like, oh, like, you know, you guys just pick, pick the, the, what you think will look cool. Yeah, I do have one of the, uh, I did like the black and white ones. I got this one, the one that came ah, earlier nice, this year. Dude. Wicked that man, yeah. That was the thing was when we released the first one, we were so, because a, a big part of the black and white thing was this like timeless vibe, you know. Like we say it all the time, but like back when we started, it was like put us in black and white, and then it looks like we could have been a band in the seventies, and that's kind of what we were aiming for. It's just like we didn't want to look like some millennial band. We wanted to look like a band, you know what I mean? It didn't matter when. So when we released the record, you know, I've, I've, my parents always collected vinyl growing up when I was growing up, so I'd see like their old like Beatles records, Joy Division, uh, The Cure, you know, and obviously they didn't have like all these crazy colors at the time. So it was just plain black with just the thing on the, on the wheel. And, and, and I basically just said to the boys, I was like, if we're going to do this right, like, and have us feel like this timeless, ageless band, the best way of doing it is to just have a generic black disc. But at the time I wasn't really aware of what was trendy with vinyls. And I didn't realize that black is kind of like standard. And then yeah. a color is like, so I thought we were being like really clever by doing this like black only kind of thing and now i realize looking back that we just put out a really boring <laughs> option really so it was good that we got to have the black on white splatter and the white on black splatter and it was also good that we didn't compromise the aesthetic as well you know if it was all the artwork was black every photo on the vinyl was black and white and then it was like a fucking yellow stupid thing it would have just like compromised the vision a lot so uh, so looking back i don't regret it but i'm so glad that we can have the freedom, like Scott said, to, to have lots of different colors now. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely. This is Karma Radio. Right then, so now we're going to get to play my game. So Lucas, you came on the show back when we started. You're actually our first guest. So, uh, oh my thanks. god, yeah, yeah. Thanks for doing that, Dude. and thanks for coming back. We've kind of changed things up quite a bit since then. So, oh man, uh, congrats for having you know. However, yeah, it's you. been months, hasn't it? So yeah, yeah. For smashing for it, so much it was an idea that just came about when I was sat in my room on the sofa and uh, got bored, wanted to do something, and now I've turned into this. So yeah, here we are. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks for keep keeping up and supporting. So um, on, right. So, Lucas, you know a bit about this, but Scott, what we did last time is we kind of, I give categories to the guests and they put a song to that category. We'll talk a bit about it and then we'll play the song out for the listeners. And okay. normally, well, we started off with just a few set questions, but to mix it up, I've now got a wheel and there's about 20 Ooh. different things on there. And <laughs> basically, so Scott, I'll give you the go first. We'll spin the wheel. Okay. And yeah, you get the concept. <laughs> okay. So, Scott, the category for you is a song that gets you pumped for the day. So if you were to wake up, get in your car or go for a walk or whatever you do, and you want to kind of get in a, get in a good mood, what's, what's going to be your go-to track? Oh, man, that's really... Uh, you can, you this, can this think about it like, for a while because we can edit out the... Uh, I was going to say this totally isn't my thing because I'm such like a, 
a thinker of things. I'm not like an on-the-spot kind of Yeah, person. Scott will put ambient music on and have a coffee and that's how he gets himself. Bro, <laughs> honestly, gen- genuine. Um, I'm probably going to say, uh, this is such a hipster answer, but it's a song on the beach um, from the soundtrack to a film called Her. Um, long-winded, but Arcade Fire did this, like an ambient soundtrack to Her and um, randomly like watched the film sort of one day and I just remember being like, oh, the soundtrack is incredible. And I listened to it. And every morning, um, I work in a coffee shop. So I get there and make a coffee. And like, I'd, I'll put like this song on specifically. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a nice chill way to sort of start the day. Nice. I'm a big fan of a movie soundtrack. I was actually chatting with Ash uh, the other week because he's noticed I was watching Drive, which oh man, yeah, that's fantastic awesome. soundtrack. Yeah. I, was, I was watching the Radio 1 version, which I only made it halfway through because it's not quite out there but I don't know if you guys have heard of it they it did it they came out like five or six years ago where they got a bunch of artists to re-record the soundtrack so they had churches oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. um it works in places but I think with a film yeah. as with a strong soundtrack that it has I was just yeah like, you don't want to mess with it too much yeah really. I, I think I got about half an hour in, and then I just watched the normal version but um <laughs> yeah we were chatting about soundtracks I'm just looking for the one from her yeah but I don't I, think that really helps you that much it's um I, it's probably not the best thing to play on your uh, on your radio show. <laughs> Is it? Quite, I could play a sample, and then people can get a vibe of what you get. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, Let's do that. Yeah, we'll it's, called, a, it's called a song on the beach. Yeah, big fan of soundtracks. Then, so um, yeah, from the her soundtrack, we'll just play a bit of a clip. This is how Scott might start his day, or if he's working in his coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> and did, did you say Arcade Fire do like the whole album? Yeah, man. Oh, honestly, do. I'd really recommend it, just listen to it from like back to front, start to finish. It's just like. It's but such a it's, visceral experience. It's so hipster that it isn't on Spotify. So you've got to go. Yeah, yeah that's what, I just had a look on there. I'll find it. I'll find it. <laughs> this is Karma Radio. Now, Lucas, it's your turn to spin the wheel. We do need to get a bit of a theme song so we can be like, spin that wheel like a pop oh, American. Yeah. <laughs> we'll record one for you, bro. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh, I like this one. Do you have um, either Spotify or Apple Music on your phone? I do, but I'm talking to you on the phone. Oh, I, I guess you can still hear me if I do it. Okay. All what I, I want to know do? from you then, Lucas, is yeah. what was the last thing played on your Spotify? Ooh, okay. So the last thing played on my Spotify was, um, you know, the band Yours Truly? Yes. Um, and it's a song called Undersize. Uh, it was like one of the singles they released off their record. But um, I just love the textures. I think it's really, really clever. There's like, um, it's very like subtle, but it's the, dr- you know, the main bulk of the music is like acoustic guitars and like clicky kind of percussive stuff. And then you've got like subtle, like scrape noises and like, plop noises and it's just got this really cool like kind of atmosphere to itself um so yeah so that's one of my songs of the year as well so i'm glad that that was the question yeah, yeah nice is that that's from their latest album then i'm assuming yeah that was, that was their debut the... album wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah 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 so it's one of the singles as well so it's a video i think nice have you had a chance to catch them live yeah we actually did so we saw them in fuel um because they stayed at scott's place i think i don't know if uh, scott can shed any light on it but um they came over did they scott yeah no? yeah yeah so they um uh, i think beth is friend was friends with their driver Cas coles and um uh, yeah, yeah. 
I think he he hit Beth up and was like, oh, you know, do you know anywhere we can stay in Cardiff? And um, yeah, they rocked up all drunk and they were all absolute legends. Nice. Really playing up to the Australian stereotype. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Australians are so fun. It's such a mad kind of small world thing, isn't it? That like, you know, you've got a band from the whole other side of the world, but they're, they're doing the same thing you guys are doing, you know, so you've got the same kind of connections, like you said, like that you knew the uh, Scott, Beth knew the driver and... Yeah, man. It's mad now that like from that random encounter, like obviously like none of them knew that we were in a band and just from that and then us going to watch them, like now they're kind of like, you know, band mates. friends. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's weird as well. I always think this, like, you know, for example, um, Alpha Wolf, Stand Atlantic, um, yours truly, the fame, you know, like it's weird to think like I just have friends in Australia, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's so funny because like we're from such a small little town. Same with like, you know, having like American musician friends or whatever. Like, it's really cool how like um, a global scene can connect such kind of obscure people from such far away places, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, I just want to give a shout out as well for Australian bands because it was either Lucas oh, or Ash dude. that mentioned it when you came on um, back, at, back in March, April time. But obviously you were due to tour with Tapestry and I mm, checked them yeah. out and they are fucking sick. Yeah, they're wicked, bro. Oh, mate, the Australian scene's a joke. Like, even, like, so you know, good. Polaris, um, Thornhill. Like, you're looking at some of the biggest bands in, like, the scene. You know, and then you've got Parkway and uh, North Lane, you know. It's like, some of the most important bands in the scene are Australian at the moment. Um, it's, it's really cool, man. Right, we've got a couple more, a couple more questions for you, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about the new album. So it is coming up to Halloween. Have you guys got any kind of plans for Halloween? Not necessarily band-wise, just personal lives. Just, uh... Well, we're in lockdown at the moment in Wales, so we're not actually allowed to leave the house. Um, yeah, of course. So uh, me and my girlfriend, we're dressing up as Scott Pilgrim and Ramona Flowers, and we're doing a, I think we're doing a, like a Zoom quiz. <laughs> nice. So that's how it is this year, apparently. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Scott? What about you, Scott, mate? <laughs> um, I'm probably going to watch... Oh! A... Sorry, what? Scott. I think I know what you're on about now, I think. Um, I'm going to watch uh, probably some kind of scary film with Beth. And uh, then at least me and Ben have organised. We're just going to play <laughs> Fortnite and get... Oh, Ooh, he's, only, he's, he cl- he's too excited for Halloween. Halloween. He clocked out. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah. We, 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 yeah, go on. Sorry, Scott. You finish it. Just, uh, probably just going to get drunk and play Fortnite with Ben and our friend Ben and uh, whoever else fancies are clocking on because they've uh, it's so probably lame, me Lucas, Lucas and I are super into Fortnite and um, nice. I, they're probably going to have some kind of Halloween like event in the game so cool yeah. are, you a, are you a bit of a fan <laughs> of uh, horror films then Scott? not, not particularly like I, I don't like um, you know like, like super like jumpy ones yeah like I'm not into that whole like shock thing but I don't mind you yeah, know a good psychological thriller kind of Nice. You know, I was saying this the other day. I think horror is like my least favorite genre, but like, you, when you find a good I one, just, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, like Saw is like one of my favorite films of all time because it's like a genius movie. You know what yeah. I mean? And like Stranger Things is one of the best TV series of the last like ten years. But yeah, it's I like obviously it's not because it's a horror. It's just because the chemistry with the characters and the writing and stuff. You know, so yeah. I think Scott, you just hit the nail on the head there because I'm I'm a massive horror fan, but I'm still aware that. 99% of the film that comes out of the films that come out are shit so I think the reason yes. why I'm so passionate about horror is that 
when you do find that good one, you're like, it, it really it's takes incredible. you by surprise. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah like that. Um, I've, I've not seen it yet, but I hear really good things about that. And um, The Invisible Man, like the newest one. Oh, yeah, that was really out, like, good. A few months ago. Apparently, that's just like, like, it doesn't matter what the genre is. That's just like a brilliant film. Like, yeah. I think that's the most important thing, really. You know, just hmm. just be a good film. Yeah. I mean, Scott, if you're into... Uh, sorry, Lucas, if you're into Stranger Things, because that kind of crosses between horror and sci-fi, Invisible Man, mm. I'd recommend Okay. That. Yeah, because yeah. to be honest, I had not heard any more hype about it since it, like, kind of came out. So, yeah, keen. Check it out. Yeah, nice. And um, the when you guys play Fortnite, do you, do you stream it? Sometimes. No. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's like streaming is really weird because it's like it's such a cool industry and it's such a big ceiling you know like lots of people watch streamers and stuff but um it is a lot of work uh you know on a personal level having somebody watch you for like two to three hours that's that is like quite emotionally draining even though it's like some streamers will do it for 10 hours a day you know um and then in terms of gear and setup and stuff you know it's not as simple as plugging a playstation at the wall you know you gotta have a computer a microphone blah 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 the program software to do it so oh like scott will tell you he was he was the last one through the the curtain of fire that is yeah. twitch but um <laughs> but uh yeah it is just like a lot of work but um, yeah i think that's that's fair to say actually because i think a lot of people do kind of just think like you know it's oh, easy. just playing yeah. The, it's, yeah it's not easy work yeah. um i'm exactly the same i couldn't do it like obviously a lot of djs and club nights went to twitch during lockdown yeah yeah yeah. i did one hated it i just the fact of having oh, the camera really? on me constantly yeah, i was just yeah. like yeah radio is my thing <laughs> yeah um cool right well before i let you go then so we want to talk a bit more about the new album so we've only heard one single so far and i asked you just before we kind of hit record to have a think about this so uh, uh, for the listeners, I'll give a bit of context. I'm a big fan of the band Pale Waves, and the singer Heather put out a playlist a few months ago, which was her inspirations for the sound of the next album. And I asked Lucas and Scott if they were to be doing the same thing, if they had to put together a playlist of music which has inspired the sound of the greatest mistake of my life. Yeah, just to kind of give us a few tracks that you think we go on there, and then we'll pick one, play it out, and that's how we'll sort of end this interview. So, whoever wants to go first, what have you got? Um, I'll go first. I've got kind of an obvious one. Um, when we were writing Beyond Belief, um, I know both Lucas and I are you know, huge fans of The Cure. And um, it was just kind of like, how can we incorporate the sounds of you know, some of our like, influences that you wouldn't really hear in our music otherwise? Um, and I remember listening to Just Like Heaven by The Cure. And thinking mm-hmm. that sort of, you know, like the guitar tones and like the, just the structure of the song and like the way Robert Smith like emotes his voice uh, is definitely something that we could easily incorporate into the already, uh, you know, hold an absence sound, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, and that's just kind of where Beyond Belief was born. Just want, wanted to sound like The Cure. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah, because... I go with Just Like oh. Heaven, The Cure. <laughs> nice. Um, Lucas, anything to add? So... Um, I'd say for me, uh, I don't know, you know, like before we dip, I, I'd like, obviously beyond belief is very different, you know, uh, to what we've done before. And Scott is right in the fact that even vocally, I really, man, I came across a voice memo earlier of like me trialing the vocals and it's, it's hysterical. Cause I am like really trying to sound like Rob Smith in, in a good way, you know, like, yeah. but it definitely was like a huge inspiration, but I do want people to, to know that like 
the album isn't just like the cure you know what i mean it's, it's as whole an absence as anything's ever been before but you know that song is just very kind of new and fresh um but i think if i had to pick a song that kind of summed up what we were trying to go for um personally i'd say like sleep by my chemical romance um it's got like the nuance of like kind of walking drum beats and like storytelling vocals but it's still like epic as hell you know that bit the slay you know that massive rock <laughs> yeah. section um and i think for me yeah that that's the song that really sums up what we tried to achieve with this record is like the subtle nuances of verses and stuff but that like bombastic like overwhelming amount of emotion in choruses yeah, yeah. That's a really good answer. Thanks for that. And um, mm. yeah, obviously, like you, like you said, like obviously you don't want people to think that, you know, oh, you listen to The Cure and you're just going to put out a Cure Dude, album. Yeah, obviously, for sure, for sure. Obviously, it's nothing like that. Like, I think the, the brilliant thing that music just keeps adapting is that you can to have so many more influences and then you bring your own sound to it so that, you know, in future years, you could be asking another band what you know what inspired this and they'll be like well Holding Absence inspired this. For sure. And then yeah. future band are taking their own and, you know, it's all just... It's just a constant, like, kind of mosh pit of just music influences, isn't it? So, um, like, yeah, I yeah. do, I do think that's what we kind of tried to do with the greatest stigma of life in the in the sense that, like, you know, as people, we do have these really like varied influences, and you know, we all listen to like just com- you know, just completely different sort of things, and um, you know, like listening to songs and bringing them together and being like, oh, how can we sort of yeah. you know take this idea and then bring it into the whole absence of ecosystem almost. And like, hopefully when you listen to the album, you can hear all of these different sort of, you know, threads that goes through and, you know, almost like each song is a little bit different. For sure. Uh, I think because, you know, I've had so many interviews now where like, you know, I, I'm well aware that like, we all listen to loads of different bands is like the most fatigued dancer ever. But we, for us, it was not like saying we listen to these bands. It was kind of showing that we listen to these bands, you know, like, this album, man, you know, the inspirations range from The Killers and Coldplay to like Deftones, uh, obviously My Chem, Paramore, uh, Radiohead, you know. Uh, and like, I feel like there's moments on the album where you listen to it and you're like, oh, like that came from there. And you can tell, you know. And, and I think that's one thing we really wanted to do was like stop telling people that we listen to lots of different vibes and start showing people, you know. And like Drugs and Love is a very, very different song to curse me with your kiss and uh, morning song is a very very different song from no more roses and and you know and when the album comes out i'm so excited for people to go through this journey because it's not that these little bands have given subtle inspiration they've they've tugged us you know in so many different directions and uh and yeah i think that's the main thing to take is is we really try to show people how far this band can go I think that's what. Um, sorry to add to the end of that as well. Like, I think that's what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's what we're kind of doing um, with our singles as well. Like we purposely chose Beyond Belief to come out first, mm. as as it's pro- probably the most different to anything we've done. You know, it's a bit of like a shock factor, and you know, to sort of really show people what we can do as a band. Um, but like with the other singles that we will be releasing, you know, before the album comes out, each one again is like sort of different to the last but it all it shows a different side to the band and shows different influences but yeah when you listen to the album everything will make sense like uh, i can't really explain it until yeah, everyone's seen the yeah. album but you know like yeah it's gonna, it's gonna i cool. remember i was talking to um tyler from being as an ocean when we were touring with them and and he said something that stuck with me ever since he said as as a musician or in general you know even if you look at like 
you know, the history of humanity, you know, like evolve or die. Never, ever stop evolving because the second you stop evolving, you know, the, the steamroller catches up to you, you know. And I think that was the biggest thing is, like Scott said, with Beyond Belief being the first single, it was like, this is different for us and that's important, you know. So, uh, so yeah. Nice. Cool. Um, yeah, well, I, I can't wait to hear more. Um, as you guys know, I've been a big fan of the band for years. And I just love what you're doing. So yeah, can't wait to see more. And uh, thanks again for coming on the show. Um, Thank you for um, having us, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. And congrats, like I said, man. Like I didn't, I forgot that I was your first one, to be honest. So that's so cool to think that you've kept smashing it ever since, man. It's okay. Yeah, cheers, man. Um, Right then. So we'll end. We'll I'll I'll pick one of my songs that you guys mentioned. So I'm going to pick the Cure because I love that song. And someone actually covered it it. that day. You guys played at Fat Lip. Um, I know. I hear. I heard that, and it was it was wicked. I nice. can't remember what band it was, but they did, mm, they did such a good cover of it. Yeah, I feel bad that I can't remember who it was now, but there was like 10 bands that day. So it was, a, <laughs> it was a good cover anyway. But yeah, right, I'll play that now. So yeah, cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you man. See you later. This is Karma Radio.